0: this is monster of the week
1: i'm jeremy greer
0: it's with chris and jeremy
1: i'm chris Mosier.
0: sam's got kicks and the angels got owned
1: food sleep or passing gas it's all very strange
0: rest in peace
1: break home
0: This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we're back with more season nine on an episode that I kind of don't like. Chris, I'm kind of kind of iffy on this episode. How, how do you feel about I'm it?
1: I'm also I'm also iffy on it. Uh, there's a lot of things I like, and there's a lot of things that I'm just like, huh, eh, about. Yeah. It reminds me of early seasons in in strange ways, and you know I'm a sucker for that stuff, mm-hmm. but. It's, I don't know, like, I really liked seeing some, like, Castiel get the get the early season Winchester experience, sure, but at yeah. the same time, I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> um,
0: you know, I don't usually, we, we usually, like, read about, read what writer writes these episodes. Um, being connected more to Supernatural fans and to people that listen to this podcast and that are, like, heavily into the Supernatural fandom, they've definitely got, like, writers that they like and writers that they don't enjoy. Um there's this writing pair, um, colloquially known as Buckleymane, has done some of the worst episodes of Supernatural. Uh, and it's it's definitely one of those things where as like I looked it up afterwards, like I was writing notes and I was like, who wrote this episode? I'm just curious. And sure enough, it was Buckleymane. And I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> like you were consistently writing some of my least favorite episodes. And it's not even that it's. It's bad. It's just like towards the end, it takes a a turn into just the corniest shit I have ever seen in my Mm -hmm, life. And I'm, mm -hmm. and also let's let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. They have Castiel bone in this, and
1: I'm not kind of I'm kind of not down for that. It's inappropriate. It's incredibly inappropriate. Castiel's virgin, and he he is he's for this is not canon. He's a virgin in my mind forever. Him and uh him and Dean haven't even gone past hand stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, and that's exactly (laughs) yeah. Also, in my mind, Gene is a virgin. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Absolutely,
0: yeah. We have we have not seen him have sex since the last time he came back from purgatory, right? Like right. I don't think he's burned out right. at all.
1: No, so. He was I again.
0: And the show like literally draped a, a a sexy young lady in fucking cut off shorts and daisy dukes and cowboy boots in front of him, and he didn't even move a muscle. Like he didn't his 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 reaction times are so dead right now because of <laughs> probably Castiel. Mm-hmm. Um before we get to the main part of the episode, uh let's thank everybody over at Mon over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Those people give us some money every single month and get cool rewards in exchange. And we really appreciate that support. One of the things they get to do is suggest for stuff for us to cover, and uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be close to February the 1st, and we'll have our first listener-sponsored episode available. Uh, That'll be out for $2 patrons and shortly out for $1 patrons uh, right after that. But we're covering Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We're covering some, like, anime-ass anime. Like, Cowboy Bebop anime, yes, but... Film Metal Alchemist, like, capital A anime.
1: This is, yeah, this is new territory for you, Jeremy, so I'm I'm super excited about this. It, it
0: feels a little strange and weird. Uh, we've recorded an episode on the first three episodes that's done in the can. We're going to do the second. We're going to do number four, five, and six. I've watched two of those past, uh, so I've watched four and five. Episode four has uh fucked me up more than just about anything that i've watched in 2019 so far
1: (laughs) it's really
0: fucking disturbing in the direction that it goes it's just just do that it's real disturbing so uh if that's something that interests you uh as well as our cowboy bebop podcast or witcher podcast or stuff that we're going to be doing in the future with music and uh musicals and a whole TV series. We've got a bunch of stuff in the hopper that I'm pretty excited Yeah, about. we've
1: we've covered um we've covered anime so far and mm-hmm. if anime is not your thing, you might be thinking, "Well, what is there for me?" Well, we're covering an, a whole ass other TV show very soon, um a very popular show if I could tease that. Yeah, um, absolutely. as well as as a lot of other things that I think that people who listen to this podcast and who watch Supernatural would be interested in. So yeah. please look forward to those. So um yeah, Chris why don't
0: you uh, catch us up to Season 9? I remembered three. this time. <laughs> I was really hoping you hadn't remembered. I was hoping that you were just going <laughs> to...
1: I just I sat down for so long before I even started the episode. To, anyway, last time on Supernatural, the newly resurrected Abaddon is back, and she's after the throne of hell, and she's going to get it the only way that she knows how. By using guns, getting into wacky costume capers with her friends, and killing beloved characters. That's right. After nine seasons of laughs, cries, and cherished friendships, it was time at last for Sam and Dean to say goodbye to longtime friends and collaborators, Pete and Irv. Despite this, Dean finally lets Crowley out of his trunk, and so begins the long interrogation as the boys try to find their feet and their road forward from here. Uh, though Castiel, still raw from his recent breakup and his stolen grace, is still blowing in the wind far from home. Meanwhile, Sam continues to be knocked unconscious with a consistency that now borders on narcolepsy, giving Ezekiel, the angel secretly possessing him, the ability to take control and smite demons in his place. So far, so good. But how long will this charade last?
0: Wow, you're getting really good at this. <laughs> I think all of this writing practice is paying off for you in other ways, Chris.
1: <laughs> it is, at this point, bordering on narcolepsy, where Sam is just <laughs> falling asleep at, at the drop of a hat. He can't control it anymore. He's just asleep.
0: Uh, so this episode is Season 9, Episode 3. It's called I'm No Angel. It was written by Brad Butner <laughs> and Eugenie Ross-Lemming, directed by Kevin Hooks, and aired on October 22nd. 2013 castiel is hunted by the angels ezekiel tells dean a group of angels is hunting castiel dean and sam race to find their friend before the angels do meanwhile a homeless castiel is trying to make his way through the city and becomes some comes across some unexpected surprises i am so the premise of this episode like at its core is castiel wandering the earth right like he's a fucking ronin trying to find or like he's you know (laughs) Um, yeah <laughs> michael fucking landis in that angel show from back in the day or fucking bruce banner and in incredible hulk the 70s series like he's just wandering around trying to find his purpose in life um and i just at the face value of that premise and the way that they do it for most of the episode i'm kind of here for it like it having castiel kind of have to face his humanity in mm-hmm. arguably the worst thing ever in the worst place environment ever is, is kind of interesting to me. But, uh, towards the end of the episode, it's, it gets a little, gets a little corny for me.
1: It's it a little bit corny. Also, why didn't he just like be like, Hey Dean, buddy, uh, I'm here. You want to, you want to swing by and come grab me? Uh, I, cause I mean, I know the angels are after them, but, but still it just, he's really, he's really fucking blowing in the wind and he's, he was in a car accident. He's human. And he was in a car accident. Yeah. I don't, besides
0: like forcing this episode and like having some, like kind of creating some, some, some interesting drama here, they could have just literally gone to pick the suit up. They could have called Garth and and picked this dude up. Like the, like the, the the underpinnings of this episode are in danger of crumbling.
1: (laughs) They could have called Irv. I mean, well, they could have, they could have called Irv.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But, you know,
0: yeah. We miss you. We miss you, boys.
1: So this, we we start this, we start this episode cold open, you know, a couple priests yucking it up, walking at night. They're mm-hmm. accosted by who are people who are clearly angels. They're looking for Castiel. It's the quickest cold open ever because it is just over. And then we just see Cass he's looking all ragged and human, eating toothpaste. He's in the bathroom of what I thought was like a YMCA or something, but it's like, it's like a church hangout where they, you know. People, can, well, it's, it's a shelter. it's a it's a men shelter, yeah.
0: So it's yeah. kind of like a YMCA.
1: Um, yeah. And he, but he's still eating toothpaste. So I'm just, you
0: know, yeah, he's definitely eating toothpaste. And he's going by the name Clarence. Like a friend comes over and is like, "Hey, Clarence, like, you know, are you planning on c- cutting out?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be leaving." by the way are you are you really tired of urinating because man i've only been doing it for like three days and i'm real fucking sick of it uh,
1: i mean i'm proud of Casper for not peeing his pants sure yeah that. like it's imagine, nice that he knew
0: imagine, something
1: imagine <laughs> existing for that long and then suddenly having the urge to pee like never having experienced it before be like is my dick gonna fall off what is uh, this what is happening wait
0: a minute i have a dick when did this happen I, yeah have
1: i been stabbed
0: <laughs> i was just like a kind doll down there until like a week ago i had no idea what was happening
1: yeah. his his vessel just when he took it he just It really sealed things up (laughs) they're
0: at uh saint anne's cathedral and uh both of them are uh picking up trash when castiel notices some blood on a on a gravestone and kind of traces it back until he finds these two priests both of whom have their eyes burned out classic angel style and have been Mm -hmm. hoisted on these spiky gates so they're just hanging in midair uh and of course he knows like hey this is the angels they're they're on to me i I gotta get the fuck out of here
1: yeah um and cut immediately from there back to dean in a bathrobe like making tea or coffee or something just looking around the bunker not knowing where sam is love Um, i
0: love homie dean man i can't i I just i love it so much get that terry (laughs) cloth bathrobe out some slippers (laughs) boy give this dude some relaxation time please he needs it
1: And then Sam shows up. He was already up and out running, and he got breakfast for Dean, and he's feeling great. Um, And Dean is like, you went running with that blasted knee? Are you serious, (laughs) Sam?
0: I saw the MRI, Sam. You should not be running. I saw the MRI of your knee.
1: (laughs) And he's like, my kicks are better than ever. Yeah! Uh, Um, Sam is feeling suspiciously good. He's too good. good.
0: And and Dean is a little worried about this. Uh, And, of course, uh, you know, Ezekiel-
1: (laughs) I think- I think Ezekiel's also curing Sam's depression.
0: It feels like he's maybe not just doing some physical work in there. Like maybe he's doing a little emotional work too, just taking, just digging out all of those horrible bottled, you know, bottled up feelings out of that Sam well, and and just, just you know, dealing with them a little bit, but not you know, mm-hmm. consciously dealing with them. I bet he's having some real fucked up dreams with Ezekiel. Oh yeah, behind the scenes,
1: <laughs> it's a weird shit going on in there. But awake, he's like, man, all right, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go run.
0: If you've uh did you I know you you have had the habit of smoking in the past as if I um have you ever tried to quit with nicotine patches? I have not. They uh they they tell you to wear the nicotine patches for 24 hours straight like even when you're sleeping. And I don't know, I've never been a person to, like, smoke in my sleep before, so I've never had nicotine (laughs) while I was sleeping. And they give you the most uh, surreal and, like, just crazy, intense dreams. And I just imagine, like, that's what Sam is going through. Like, I would wake up in the morning going, like, I need a break. Like, I need to rest (laughs) from what just happened.
1: Someone just let me off, please.
0: Uh Ezekiel interrupts this conversation and basically says, like, he is getting better, Dean. Um, but also, I have picked up some, some angel chatter, and uh, there's a whole group of angels that have organized together, and they're chasing Castiel. And uh, I really like the way that they transition this. The camera kind of goes behind Dean's head so that Sam's face is obscured for a moment. And then, like, we see the blue eyes shine. And then, of course, his entire demeanor changes as he... You know, turns into Ezekiel, and then when he changes back, it's the same thing. And of course, Sam is just in the middle of a conversation; like he has no idea that this time is slipping. Poor Sam. Poor, but Dean has to somehow manage this, and I actually kind of dig that Dean is getting worse and worse at, at managing this as time goes yeah. along. By the end of the episode, he's not even trying; he's just lying. He's barely <laughs> trying.
1: He's just just full on like, yeah. Uh, the 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 change is really cool. The way that they cut between Sam and Ezekiel is is really interesting and it works super well and i like that dean isn't slipping up in huge ways but like ezekiel just delivers some information to dean and then dean is like okay sweet now i gotta pretend like that didn't just happen but like he then suggests something based on that information and so say was like that's a fucking conclusion to jump to huh like
0: where are you getting that <laughs> yes dean says oh the angels now that the angels are organizing and sam's like how do you how do you know that and he's like well it makes sense like he's just not—he's yeah. not good at this. For being such a good liar that he brags about later in the episode, he's not particularly great at doing it to Sam. Right. Um, but
1: when Ezekiel does pop in, he—he's yeah, talking about this faction of angels that is forming and how they are mm-hmm. specifically seeking out Castiel. But he also says, like, "Hey, yeah, Sam is—um—Sam's doing really well, so yeah. you don't have to worry about him. Everything's cool." Um, and he also says, "I can be useful." And Dean's like, "That's great. I'm glad that you can be useful, Ezekiel. But so can my brother." So, like, please let him come back now.
0: Yeah, have you seen that dude kick? Even angels can't kick like that.
1: Yeah, yeah I thought, I, f- I swore he was done kicking. He, that, I saw that MRI. But I, he just put on a demonstration. And uh, you know what? I'm impressed. They are better than ever.
0: Just picturing it like a doctor, like a doctor's room office, like a comic strip of just a doctor breaking the news, like you will never kick again. <laughs> Sam crying, it's, Dean crying, Sam
1: clutching his or clutching his bandana in his hand. <laughs>
0: the ghost of the ghost of John Winchester is there, also crying. <laughs> yeah, like just yeah. everybody is there. Bobby is there. Um, so we from here we cut to this evangelist type character uh, who is broadcasting himself out on the internet. They mention later on that he's been doing this via podcast, which seems not weird at all seems
1: like not what a podcast is Um, they're all watching a video
0: yeah well i mean like video podcasts were a thing for like two minutes back in like 2006 that's true true. (laughs) Um,
1: the first podcast i downloaded was some video game thing and it was like full video which is weird
0: yeah um, but basically, this this evangelist has a whole evangelist routine. But the big thing is, he says, you know, when the angels come knocking, you know, you have to say yes, you have to tell them yes, you have to let them in. And uh, of course, this is all a ploy by these angels, uh, notably a guy named Bartholomew, who you see it immediately are like, yeah, you've 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 definitely d- touched a woman against her consent. Like you are a bad yeah. person. Like you are yeah. a bad oh, yeah. angel. Um, but Bartholomew it's a name like this-
1: Bartholomew. That's too many letters. Eleven letters.
0: That's that's a lot of letters. Um, it's a great song, That's the longest name by the way.
1: in the English language next to Christopher. My own name.
0: That's definitely not true. There's got to be longer names than, than Bartholomew, huh? In the
1: English language? Yeah. Name what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, damn. My Google search turned up. Um, this is not one name, though. This is just a series of names. Do you want to... Can I read the the longest name in the yeah. English language to you? Yeah. Uh yeah. the longest yeah. name used by any by anyone is Adolph Blaine, Charles David Earl, Frederick Gerald, Hubert, Irvin, John Kenneth, Lloyd, Martin Nero, Oliver Paul Quincy, Randolph, Sherwin, Thomas, Uncas, Victor, William, Cersei's Yancey, and Chris. I don't I'm gonna try this. Are you ready? Okay. The last name is Wolfish legal St- Steinhausenberger Dorf. Uh and that's just notably but that he is the senior of that. He's he's apparently has Okay a
1: whatever whatever that is, it's fake, it's false. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's Dumbledore's full name um
0: sure yeah i just i just summoned a demon is what i just did i said all of that yeah, out loud i'm pretty now, sure
1: you were just enacting a spell and now have, i'm very nervous and my nipples now. are very hard
0: <laughs> god it's a good thing it's the winter time those bees aren't going to be around to see those bad boys
1: <clears throat> oh
0: no some like deep targets. some deep monster of the week lore in there uh
1: so uh so yeah bart is uh first of all he doesn't like being called bart but bartholomew is a little bit hard to say so bart too is that um, bartholomew
0: you were bart in my notes from this point forward because he wants yep. to type an eleven-character name.
1: Nope, not, not I. I don't write my, I don't write Christopher, I write Chris. Uh, so he is, um, yeah, this is his plan. He's basically having this televangelist preach to the world that they should invite angels in. And like the assistant, this young woman on set is saying to, to Bart, I mean, they all, know, they all know that he's an angel. There's no secret. They just believe him. He, he probably did some angel magic or something. Burned yeah. somebody's eyes out in front of them, whatever. Um, so she's like, I, I want to be a vessel. I'm saying yes to whoever. So he's like, sounds good, my dude. We'll see what happens. And then he, he very um, smugly goes and sits down, summons an angel. The angel comes in, fills this woman with light, and her body explodes into a cloud, of a, a misty cloud of viscera. Because her vessel, her body, was not strong enough to handle that angel.
0: And he just tells uh, the priest guy, whose name I, I don't think that I actually wrote down or care to remember. Uh, he tells the priest guy, like, "Hey, you know, you're, we're, it's a religion. We're going to have some sacrifices every once in a while. Like, that's going to happen." Uh, I want to linger a minute on the the smoke scene or that light scene. Like, it's very much that demon, that classic supernatural demon smoke mm-hmm. possessing somebody. But it's like blue and white, and it comes in from like two different sides. Very, very cool. Like, I, I don't think we've actually seen cool. an angel possess somebody like that. Like, it's always been kind of off camera. I'm sure somebody will yeah, correct i Yeah, I wonder me, when we I'm saw wrong.
1: Castiel, his vessel, Jimmy Neutron, I just don't know if it was like a light from above that filled him or if they used this same kind of energy to fill him. Um, but I think that there is sort of a connotation and negative connotation of the the filling of the, like, going in through the mouth kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think I think that there is there's an association with demons kind of with that with that move right there. So did we see that happen to Sam or was he just like asleep when it happened? Uh,
0: I yeah, I think
1: I don't think we actually like see it happen.
0: Well, he it, we get the scene in Sam's head where he says yes to Dean slash Ezekiel and like that he reaches for Sam. And, and they, there's that moment where Dean melts into Ezekiel and like a just a bright light shows up. Like so we don't yeah, there yeah, was no yeah. blue smoker or blue light smoker or whatever you want to call it. Um Back to Sam and Dean, who uh, are aggressively trying to find out where Castiel is. They're, they know about where he was when he called them the first time, so they're, they're, they're tracking out from there to try to figure out where he would go. Sam is on the computer looking up stuff, and of course he stumbles across some these priest murders. That kind of gives them a, a line on where to go, so they, they load up in the pile and jet out. And then we go over to Castiel. Who is just like under a bridge, like he's in a fucking red hot chili pepper song, uh, just having a, yep. having a, having a canned or a t- food. Or a troll. Yeah. Or a troll, but he's just having a canned food, like an unmarked can of food. And I, I like uh-huh. this a lot for whatever reason. It just, it just tickled me.
1: Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's still, you know, he's doing the casting. He's just chilling with like another homeless guy. This other fellow is like being pretty nice to him, but, um, but Cass is all sort of freaking him out with his weirdness, yeah. uh, his confusion about eating and sleeping. And um, and then he he just goes like wanders off to an abandoned bus under this bridge where he can go and try and get some shut eye.
0: I do. Um, there's a couple of things between this, this interaction with Cass and the homeless guy. At one point, Castiel just says, "I just realized that I'm going to die. Like I realized last week that I'm going to die, and I'm gonna have to come to terms yeah. with that." And uh, he's like, "Well, I guess I might as well try to fall asleep." And you know, he goes, "That's a that's a whole process." And the guy's like, "Yeah, I just count sheep." And so when he goes to lay down in this abandoned bus, he goes, "What sheep?" <laughs> Which is just really funny yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I love the continued naivety. It's it's really really fun. He's so sweet um, in this episode,
0: my man. Like he is, he is he's a
1: sweet boy, yeah. except for this part where he murders a man. Um, well, cuz there's an we angel. see we see <laughs> it's an angel. Um it was self defense. But we see somebody standing outside the bus while Cast is there like trying to sleep and like a second later Cast opens his eyes and looks out and he, he didn't see it but he he can sense it. He's holding L2 for hunter vision and he knows that somebody's around. So he he draws this angel blade and sure off he turns around, boom. There's there's the uh there's the angel who is like after Castiel but cuts him realizes that there's no like light coming out of his wound and he's like oh shit you're not an angel anymore castiel's like yeah man i got pretty fucked up but (laughs) rather than like them having any kind of conversation about it cast just ices this dude cold-blooded uh
0: also it's just notable that this the the guy that is attacking castiel we saw him watching the evangelist speech earlier so this is like a, oh, a, yeah, a, a yeah. pharmacist that had gotten hooked on this, you know, on the true religion, and uh, said yes to an angel, and, and is now dead for his trouble. So good job, angels. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> <Good> Dean, <one. laughs> Dean is investigating the the crime scene of uh, with these priests, and he uh, he learns from like Castile's buddy that he was going by the name Clarence um sam says like oh that's you know <clears throat> that's that's that name that meg gave him and he doesn't even realize that that's the name of a famous angel and that's why it's funny and dean's like yeah. what are you talking about man and honestly chris me too i have no idea like i don't remember it's a wonderful life at all i don't have any re- recollection of that movie I, I yeah i thought clarence was just a funny name
1: <laughs> yeah i knew that it was a reference to something i just don't know I, specifically what it was because that's just the type of type of gal that that meg was um I I like the idea of Dean not even knowing that that's what she called him.
0: Yeah, just has no Uh, clue. He has has blinders on when it comes to anything Mestiel related.
1: Yeah, not only does he not know the reference, but he doesn't even know what she's talking about. Meanwhile, Sam's all fucking tickled pink about it over here. He's like, Castiel! Castiel doesn't even know! It's a famous angel! He's such a dumb, dumb baby! Idiot! (laughs) Uh,
0: It's really funny. Uh, (laughs) Dean's like,
1: "Fuck, fuck off, Sam. (laughs) <laughs> sam
0: also at this time finds out about the uh the pharmacist being killed so they're, they're gonna go over there in a minute um but we go back to castiel who is kind of wandering this this really busy urban street uh like this feels like a new york or chicago almost uh mm-hmm. and it's not something we get in supernatural a lot because there's a lot of extras on
1: yeah he's full on, on in, a it's, he it's pretty, in a city he is in a city
0: there's street food there's shops all around there's buildings all around like it's not something that we normally see which is cool and uh
1: and and Castiel's being confronted with all of these, like, feelings and sensations and carnal vices. Like, you know, he literally, like, he sees a hot dog and then he looks at a a, a pair of breasts as a woman walks by He's just, like, overwhelmed with all of the very human things that he's feeling. And he, like, doesn't... It, to the point where he... I don't know if this was just me, but he looked like he had tears in his eyes. As we kind of, like, the camera pulls back from Castiel on, on the street corner. Where he's just so totally overwhelmed by all of the sensations that he's feeling that he he doesn't even know how to process it
0: yeah it's um there's a there's a moment later uh after this where like it's it's very obvious he is just totally lost and alone and i really feel for him like that's you know castiel has been such a great character and castiel is human is such a is such like a just a just a little simon role that you want to you want to protect and you want not, to mm-hmm. not allow anybody mm-hmm. to bite and uh yeah it's just it's just very sad uh, but before that, he he kind of counts his money and realizes he he doesn't have enough money for a hot dog. So he goes inside to get a tattoo. They don't specifically mention this. They don't show it. Uh, like they don't make a big deal out of this. But uh, this is like some sort of angel warding tattoo. I don't know why he hasn't told Sam and Dean about this. This seems like a good one. That <laughs> would you tell this, this Sam would be and Dean about?
1: So helpful. Like are, they already got the one ink.
0: Like, yeah,
1: I, 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 this, so helpful. But um. It's just so funny. You see him through the window, like lifting up his shirt, pointing at his abs. The woman's just like, "Yeah, that's fine. You, you could, you didn't have to lift up your shirt." No, I get
0: it. You could have <laughs> just gestured, like that's fine. You could have just good.
1: told me. I mean, you have how, you have eleven dollars. Yeah, fine, fine. fine. I don't fucking care. Just <laughs> it yeah, won't, I don't it won't take long.
0: <laughs> Uh I'm gonna let my kid do it, so that'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, we go back over to Bart, who is um, very happy that the uh, this evangelist dude is finding him so many uh, vessels for angels. Uh, But Bart very much wants to find Castiel first. And uh, his little angel assistant is one of the people that killed the two priests. And he kind of yells at her a little bit about letting him go. And then um, they come in and another guy comes in and they find out like, Oh, not only did he kill our emissary that we sent after him, um, he's also warded himself somehow. So we have completely lost track of him. We have no idea where he is. Um, And then we go back to Castiel who. Now that he has the tattoo, I think this is the scene you were talking about with the boobs and the and the food and, like, the camera slowly, okay, okay. slowly going away into the sky, and he just looks totally lost, and it's really, really fucking sad.
1: Yeah, he couldn't even spend his money on a regular human thing. He had to get a bad tattoo of, like, his favorite punk lyrics. Um, which just that's how i mean that's how you keep god away is you get an anarchist punk lyrics tattooed on oh, your yeah. body so Absolutely. that's what that's yeah. what he was like that'll work for angels too right
0: <laughs> uh i got that classic uh, punk rock album titled fuck you this is rice tattooed on my body and i've never heard god since so that's it yeah, works yeah right first, of, first. Course. <laughs> of
1: course of <laughs> course
0: i downloaded that album specifically because it was a band called rice and it's in the album title was to fuck you this is rice and i was like this is good i like this i like this i like this yeah. aggressiveness <laughs> we're having fun we're having fun um we have this scene with Castiel in a church and uh this works for me really well. Uh this he he goes into the church and he's just kind of sitting there. He a woman is is praying for her husband to get better and as uh she gets up to leaves he asks her about about him and she says, you know, uh, I didn't he's he's very sick and he's like, yeah, the you know, humans are so fragile I didn't realize that until recently and uh this woman says, "Well, that's why we pray." So that we can ask for help when we can't give it ourselves, and um yeah, Castile kind of proposes this thing to her because not only is Castile having hunger and horny thoughts, he's also having some deep thoughts, so he says, you know what <laughs> what if you found out that it, you know God had abandoned heaven and that nobody was listening?" And that heaven had gone out of business. And uh, she responds with, No, no, that's, that's completely not possible. And he's like, No, 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 it's, it's possible. Like, I'm telling you, like, what? I'm, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's actually happening. And she's like, No, I've no. I've
1: been on Reddit recently. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes, I have, I, you know, R slash MRA, and they're telling me everything that I need to know. Um, and she says, No, that's, that's completely not possible because uh, of my faith. And your lack of faith doesn't cancel out my actual faith. And he says, no, no, this is, this. I'm telling you, this is 100% real, like it happened all in season eight, like we covered, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a gag reel and everything, like we know everything about this. <laughs> and uh, and she just says, no, like, you know, you should, if this isn't working for you, like if you're obviously, in, you're hurting and you're in pain and things aren't working out, maybe you should try it my way, maybe you should try praying. Because, quote, someone is listening. And I find this very affecting like i find this this mm-hmm. this whole faith conversation like relatively well wrought how did, how did this land for you It
1: almost there's there's a part of it that's almost like she it, it, for her it isn't about whether or not like a, a heaven or angels are actually listening for her it's about faith it's about the act of believing um and putting something into that it's it's hard to describe, but I do like that. And of course, she's just saying, like, just because you don't believe doesn't mean that I can't. Um, but I, part of me also just sees it almost like she's going to believe regardless, even if proof was laid before her that God was dead, she would still believe anyway because that's the that's her faith exactly. is that she will believe, and that's that's what gives her strength. Um, and she does impart some of that to Castiel of you know just believing, whatever it is, believing believing that somebody is listening, that somebody cares, and I think that that those words strike a chord with Cass, even if he doesn't quite know what that chord is yet.
0: And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's about him searching. Like, obviously he's, he's lost in purposelessness. Uh, he, he talked in the last episode when he was hanging out with Hale about, you know, having a purpose and, uh, you know, helping the angels or, or what have you. And obviously that's not going well for him. So him like questing to try to find something to, to latch himself onto, I think is very believable. And this conversation, like, uh, it's, I'm not a huge fan of organized religion in general, uh, but you know people that have this like strong, quiet, powerful faith. I think are mm-hmm. are, are very. I don't want to say worthwhile. That's not the word I'm looking for. They're,
1: they're admirable. Admirable. They're that's admirable. what I was looking
0: for. Thank you. And it's you know that that kind of thing isn't you know flying yourself to an island that's never t- seen humans before and and like trying to convert them to Christianity. Like this is just her and her faith, and it's very personal, and I think that's very powerful. Right. And I like that that resonates with Castiel.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's a line that we covered in our Witcher podcast where Geralt, the main character, says something along the lines of, My lack of faith can't do anything for me. Yeah. Your faith, however false or misguided or whatever, it's something. It's a guiding light for you. But my lack thereof, it can't do anything for me. Whether I'm right or I'm wrong, my lack of faith does nothing. And I I feel like a sort of similar vibe here. You know, him not believing in anything isn't going to help him in any way.
0: And we go from this to a scene that I like a lot less. Uh, Bartholomew, <laughs> tired of his angels continually failing him, has recruited a uh, a reaper to find Castiel. Um, in the supernatural universe, reapers are, are very much what they sound like. They show up when it's your time to die. They take your soul to wherever it's going to go. And um, up to this point, reapers that we've seen have been kind of passive and been very uh helpful like they can't answer questions but they're they're here to ease this this transition process um, this guy looks like he's a merc for hire. Like he looks like
1: yeah. he looks like a yeah. biker,
0: basically. And I'm not like I'm not you know no shame. On he looks like an NPC
1: in, in the Hitman video game. Exactly. Like, yeah, he looks like a, a suspicious NPC.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: he just looks suspicious. Yeah. And,
0: and they kind of have this uh, this back and forth of oh I've heard some Reapers have gone freelance and are you know working for their own agenda. It's like oh that's a rumor. Like and yeah, that's definitely happening. It's definitely this guy. Remember I, back
1: in season one when Reapers were like. They were so, like, strict on their what they were supposed to do that they could actually be, like, worked with a spell. Like, in epi- the episode Faith, there's that woman who's casting spells and, and manipulating Reapers, and they're sort of forced into this role that they don't want to be in. So it's weird to see, like, the complete 100% opposite of that, of, like, regardless of anything, some of them just start doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I, um...
0: I just don't like this, Chris I think uh there's a th- th- this idea that you could just hire a Reaper like I, in one way, I like it because uh God is gone, the angels are in chaos, like who is actually controlling the universe, but they've set up you know relatively recently that death is still around, and I feel like de- right. death is still doing his job, like people are still dying, regardless of what happens to their
1: souls um i I just kind of. They very easily could have made this instead of a Reaper a hunter. Yeah, which I I feel like sometimes supernatural acts like every single hunter in this whole world hates monsters so like unequivocally that it it doesn't matter they're going to kill them. It doesn't matter if the monster is Sam Winchester and they know his dad, they're going to kill him anyway because they just have to. But like they could easily be like these weird in between type hunters who would know about this world and they're Mm -hmm. all just they're in it for themselves. This and it would have been less. It wouldn't be like fucking with Reaper lore. It'd be just these shady dudes who are good at tracking down supernatural beings. Yeah, there's got. We've seen bad
0: hunters, right? Gordon. Like we've we we've seen Gordon, and like he's been lurking. He, 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 he was lurking. He is. He's Gordon W. Lurking nowadays, because he's a bastards. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's G.W. Lurking. <laughs> yeah, uh, that cracks me up. Um, G.W. <laughs> lurking really does work. G.W. Lurking at your service. <laughs> we're gonna to have to make fake business cards um yeah we I, I feel like this could be handled and like it's not like the reaper does anything uh like reaper-ish throughout this like it's he's not doing anything other than following the winchesters around kind of badly like that's all he's doing yeah. so it doesn't even make any sense for the, for that um but bart at the end of the scene tells him like hey if you you know if you want to find castiel you start with the winchesters uh, which is our cue to go back to Sam and Dean, who meet up with the the local police so that they can get um, access to the pharmacist that tried to kill Castiel. Uh, they can get access to all of his personal belongings. And uh, Dean goes through his phone and finds like the podcast that we talked about. And they kind of fast forward through this and realize very quickly what uh, – oh, I did write his name down. Reverend Boyle. <laughs> Sorry. He's Reverend Boyle <laughs> from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a really weird role. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Weird crossover, but I mean
0: <laughs> – weird. Um, I guess since they're not on Fox anymore they can do whatever they want to yeah, they, um, yeah. and they realize like what Boyle is doing with like setting these angels setting people up to say yes to the angels and also like what their reach is and I really as a podcaster myself Chris it was really funny mm-hmm. to me where they're like where is this dude's reach and like circles just appear all over the world like if yeah. Monster yeah. of the Week isn't a huge <laughs> podcast by any stretch of the imagination but I can show you a map like we're in a lot of countries like we are worldwide people <laughs> download the shit all over the place and it's crazy to me that that happens yeah. but but, yeah. yeah, it doesn't mean that, like, that's your reach, dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just cracks me up. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Do you think Dean understands podcasts? I barely understand podcasts.
0: I feel like Dean would be, like, I, I bet Dean, oh, I hate to say this, but Dean would be totally into, like, the, the Joe Rogan podcast. What Right? Like, he'd be that guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Or, like, or like uh, How It's Made, one of those type podcasts. So after they, they figure
0: out this whole uh, podcast situation, um, they leave, and we see this Reaper in the background kind of following them around.
1: <clears throat> okay, so this is the – they're in, like, the precinct. Like, they're yeah. down. At, 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 like, he's sitting at a desk as if he was, what, just being interviewed or, like, giving a police statement? Like, yeah, like a, a cop in a suit, a detective, gets up from the seat that was obscuring him and then he's just sitting there with like his hand on the desk as if he was just giving testimony to something and like what did that cop like just just Take a witness statement, and now the Reaper. May, like I, I have so many questions about what he's doing there.
0: Or why he's doing it? Like I thought that Reapers could pretty much just appear in your mind as almost anything and talk to you. Like why isn't he using any of those skills? Instead, he's just using the I guess,
1: follow them around skill. Yeah. Did he take the bus? Like how is he getting from place to place? When you go rogue, do you lose some of your Reaper powers? Like how does this work? This is like the
0: beginning of a Metroidvania or beginning of a Metroid game where you start all like mm-hmm. humongously powered up and. Like, like this reaper has just lost all of his skill tree powers so all he yep. has is yep. to like be like a quiet skill like he just is real <laughs> yeah. he could yeah. just be dim right like from a stephen king novel he's just, just dim yeah yeah we go back over to castiel um who is who's
1: just started doing yoga
0: who's just doing a lot of yoga that's not gonna make sense because i'm gonna cut all that out and beat Oh outtakes yeah. <laughs> um whoops he's, he's 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 contemplating eating out of the trash can like this restaurant comes and dumps a bunch of food in the trash can and he's like looking at this pickle that he has found in it uh and he's
1: like hmm looking at that pickle with some hungry eyes i should i should
0: uh, i should eat this pickle and this uh attractive young woman approaches and is like hey you know yeah, well, I wanted to eat this sandwich. I've been in a hard time too, and uh, and she's he's like, "I wasn't stealing. I wasn't stealing." Yeah, he's, Suddenly, he's, he's very, very, very southern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and eventually he accepts and says, "Thank you." And I think it's a really sweet moment. Like that's that's really nice.
1: It is. It's really nice. <clears throat> it is really nice. And I wish it ended there. I wish that was I, his. I wish like, that was
0: the end. I, of- I wish
1: there, there was just this human kindness that that was like, Castiel was like, "You know what? Like people are good. I'm gonna be okay. I'm lost and alone and I'm scared, but but the, people are good." And we did have that earlier.
0: We, when he was hanging yeah. out with eating a can of food, uh, he he actually said that he's like, I've often found that the people that have the least to give are the the, the yeah. ones that share yeah. it the most. Um, so that's, you know, it's like all this stuff works for me up to this point. Like I'm really enjoying Castiel's kind of, you know, humanities day out basically. Um, right? We go back over to Sam and Dean who are asking that said uh, under the bridge homeless population, like some questions. And they're like, look, guys, we're not cops. And it's like, do we look like cops? And they're, they're all like, like, yeah,
1: no, you're yeah, fucking definitely, you're cops.
0: definitely 100% <laughs> cops. He just said the word Vic. like i'm just saying he said the word sam
1: says vic and then has to correct himself to say victim they their demeanor of they've been faking it as cops for so long that they're like yeah no you like you got like capital p pigs both of you like yeah get out of here like i
0: could see the thin blue line running out your pants right now okay i know exactly for real like your
1: badges are bulging out your shirts right now um like fuck damn it um even sam with his long hair has just his demeanor like yep nope you're a cop air yeah, cop. Hey kids, anybody sell a pot down here like fucking cop. No. I'm looking for some
0: for some uh marijuana. Anybody have any? Um eventually they find Castiel's friend um, who very there's this weird bit where like he's like drip feeding out information about where Castiel is and like I think he's he ain't
1: no he ain't no fucking snitch, dude. He's, he ain't no snitch.
0: Like at some point um Dean asking, him like are you going to pay me for all these teeth I got to pull out? Like it's, <laughs> It's really fucking weird, uh, but eventually he gets he 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 gives them the details. <laughs> Castiel is headed to Detroit because um, he saw him get on a bus to Detroit or something. I don't. None of that really matters.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We go Cast back is just doing some – dangerous hitchhiking or whatever
0: we go back over to um he's like the the angel on a highway man what was that show highway to heaven i think that was the michael landis show where he just like went and had a different adventure in town and it was an angel did you you remember that show at all probably (laughs) no i don't oh god i wonder if it has a funky intro beat just like matlock did that one time that we discovered that on the podcast oh boy um but he's hanging out in the rain like a poor lost puppy just drowning out here and um, this chick walks out, and she sees him. the chick that gave him a sandwich, and she sees him, and she's like, "Hey, why don't you come home with me?"
1: <laughs> Which is- all of my alarm bells were going off, and I should have—I should have been like, my supernatural natural senses should have been tingling, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, obviously, this is she's an angel or something, and this is all a trick." But that wasn't what was foremost or forefront in my mind. It was just, "Oh no, the writers, what are you doing?" Oh no. This is really happening. This is the, this is some season two level, you know, werewolf fucking shit about to go down. It is. Where the girl is just like, yeah, you can just stay at my house and have sex with me later. That's fine. Um, where she's like, I mean, I get Castillo's a handsome man, but like, he's a strange, wet, homeless guy. And I know you want to help him, but he's strange and he's wet and he's got blood on him. He's got like knife wounds. Like, there's a lot to bring him to a hospital, bring him somewhere. Bring him to Burger King, but don't bring him to, don't the bring
0: them to your apartment. Men's shelter to a YMCA to literally like a like a soup kitchen. Like there, there are so many better places to bring this this homeless cat that is Castiel. Mm-hmm. That that's not the inside of your apartment. And uh, but she introduces herself as April, and uh, she notices his cut. Um, and that's when we go back over to sam and dean for um sam is like ripping on dean's pie <laughs> he's like do you even yeah. look at the ingredients in this and dean's like yeah i'll look at the one that says pie and then i eat it yeah. <laughs> um there's not many funny lines in this in this in this episode of supernatural i'll have a hard time finding something for the beginning if i just keep repeating them during the show uh as they're leaving i, know, I mean i already i already know what we got to use
1: so okay cool um either okay i'll just say it now so you more Mm -hmm. editing i'm sorry either that podcast line that dean says or the line at the beginning where castiel says something about urinating (laughs) i'll never get used to urinating or whatever
0: that's that one or passing the passing gas line would actually be pretty cool too oh yeah yeah uh so Sam and Dean are leaving, and they're being followed by the Reaper. And then they they're they're like loudly talking about where Castiel is in a way that they never ever do normally, and it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Like they are they are just very clearly acting as 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 bait. And uh, sure enough, we're 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 back to setting up an original
1: double brother bluff. Uh, we haven't this seen is the one of these. OG move. Yeah, you youngsters, you youngsters might not remember. Yeah, that was like <laughs> but
0: back in my eight, day. eight seasons ago when we started this podcast. The-
1: the double brother bluff was when Gordon was lurking. G.W. Lurkin was was sneaking behind them, and they were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, we know we're being tailed. Now we're gonna double. We're gonna do a double brother bluff on you. We're you 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 think that you're the hunter, but you're the hunted, and we're gonna slam you up against a wall and tickle tickle your bum."
0: And uh, yeah, they they demand some stuff from him, or no, or no, they they just basically like hold on to him, and then we switch back over to April and Castiel um april is changing castiel's bandages and um castiel says that he stabbed the guy that cut him and he exploded and like april just takes that on face value um yeah
1: she's fine with
0: it she's like you know it, it's obviously <laughs> you you've, slowly undressing him you've uh, you've gone through this you've gone through some rough times and he's like yeah i'm like this because of my vanity i i believed that i was important enough to fix anything i put my trust in the wrong person and, I do really uh, like that line. All this see, other yeah. stuff
1: is getting re- weird and awkward, but when he says it's, it was his vanity, thinking I was more important than I was, I was thinking that I could do more than I could. I, was, I mean, this is the same fucking thing that especially Sam has gone through before. Yep. Castiel parallels Sam in so many different ways um, where he's like, yeah, I thought that it was all on me. I thought that I was the chosen one who could fix the world, and I am learning time and again, that is my vanity, and that is my downfall, and that is where I fail
0: and all of that is good and then it's immediately taken away from us because she says that uh mm-hmm. she's he could tell she could tell that he's hurting because his delts are tight and um let me set this let me let me paint a word picture chris they're they're sitting beside each other she's on his uh-huh. right hand side she's been bandaging uh-huh. his like the top part of his arm that had gotten cut by an angel blade uh mm-hmm. and then the camera like goes to castiel's face but you can still see her literally like massaging his back around the wound with both hands mm-hmm. it is the most biz- she's like massaging his delts and i mm-hmm. i don't like it and then she leans over and starts like making out with him and then they just they just make out together for a while and that's i I don't like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't like castiel in this
1: situation mm-hmm. Mm-mm, it ain't right it ain't right I don't care if he's human now it ain't right Castile's right. a virgin <laughs> <He's> <laughs> it a, ain't right
0: <laughs> he, he's a virgin and he's my son and I don't want to watch my yeah. son making out with some crazy absolutely, chick that invites homeless people not. to her apartment <laughs>
1: Um, absolutely not
0: we go back over to sam and dean who have uh arrived dean is
1: just gets gets a weird weird real weird feeling in his chest he doesn't know what it is
0: yeah he's just like oh man something something's wrong i,
1: I feel like <laughs> just something is just eight right <laughs> my right rainbow now. force is tickling <laughs> what is this <laughs> um,
0: they are they have tied up this reaper uh using just normal ropes by the way it's just like he's, this is just Break a normal dude yeah yeah
1: just regular rope
0: um, and they have brought him to a wet pipe factory where they are going to um, slash his chest with the angel blade uh, until he tells them what they want to, to tells them what they want to know. Uh, the first thing they find out is that Naomi is dead, and that Bart is running things. They were kind of in the dark on that. Um, and he they, they the, the Reaper just kind of tells them, you know, the angels are looking for him. They're getting closer and closer. Uh, they're sending people like me, and there's a bunch more people like me. And uh yeah, you sh- you should you should just let me go. And Dean's like, no, I'm not gonna do that and just kills the, the, the Reaper. Um right. And then we go back over to Castiel and April who were just like having some pillow talk, like, you know, smoking a yeah. cigarette, <laughs> just definitely and poised she's, coitus. She's like, I- um
1: say s- she says say something and he's just like, uh, so am i still a virgin or because i feel like this i feel like i'm supposed to still be a virgin uh this scene is so awkward she's like was it good for you and he was like yeah i mean fucking i just i had a a big angel nut for the first time uh feel (laughs) pretty good about that we have to start uh,
0: talking about nutting on this podcast chris like we have to make this our 2019 resolution (laughs) no more nuts uh, no no nut 2019
1: chris (laughs) yep yep whole year whole year uh, and he's like, was it good for you? And she's like, yeah, you you were great. You did all the re- like, like. He's a virgin, and he's an angel, and he doesn't even know what a butt is. So stop pretending like this was some magical pornographic sexual experience.
0: He lasted twenty seven seconds. <laughs> twenty seven seconds, and that's uh, and that was like twenty six of trying to find where to put it. Like yeah, that's and then, his, it
1: was, and then his and then his halo fell off. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know.
0: And uh, and this is the scene where he gets the line like I'm no angel, right? Like he's I'm no angel. Yeah, he he, he leans into that. Like thank you for saying the name of the episode in the. Episode episode always like that
1: um yeah appreciate that and uh <laughs> we she, don't usually get that in
0: supernatural <laughs> she asked ask him like well you know if if you know what what's this person that you trusted can you can you talk to them can you communicate with them and see if you can undo things and Castiel says yeah we're not we're not talking and uh, she says well what's next for yeah. you and he's like more of this I hope and like that's literally yeah, the line that's stop. not me making stuff up That's literal and then like does the soap opera like roll on top of her as the camera goes to black like so stop. that they're just boning some more uh, I don't like this
1: uh, I hate it uh,
0: it's not good <laughs>
1: I hate it so much.
0: Um, I have it ain't qu- right. I have a question for you right now. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Is is April an angel or a reaper? I think she's a reaper. Okay, because I thought I mean, obviously they're setting up the reaper thing, but I really just thought cuz well, I guess we'll get there, but like I didn't know reapers could just possess people. Like this feels so weird to include this weird reaper stuff like why not just They. Be-
1: i feel like they did they say it in this but i feel like previously they were they could manifest looking like a person just sort of looking like uh who like whatever that person wanted to see them as um like with with Tess showing up as Tess several times i don't know if they're supposed to be gendered or what what the deal is like they 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 make them so close to human now that it gets complicated but Tess shows as that because she's just like a like a young, pretty girl who is just there to that's a comforting image to Dean, I guess you know something that makes him feel better and whatever that's what he wanted to see so that's that's a guiding light that could that could bring him into the the next world, whatever um so I, and I've just always assumed that that's how it was, and they could manifest themselves looking a certain way. But underneath that, they were all sort of like deathly scary looking or something. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what this possession shit's about. They could, I, I don't know. And what, what is her plan here? Is it, is it to like, it's not to wait out the night until the angels get here and pick up Castiel, which would have made way more sense if yeah. she was just boning down on him by in time until the angels came to pick him up. But instead, it's just like, no, I'm just like, everyone's after you, including me. But like, I'm just going to bone down with you and pretend all this shit for now because I want to. And then, like, maybe we'll talk about tomorrow turning over to the Angels? Um, yeah, it's just, it's really
0: weird. Uh, it just for-
1: all falls apart, like, right here. At the yeah, head. I don't, like, all of this goodwill that I had for this
0: episode up to this point, because I was actually, like, it's a slow episode. We've had, we've only had, like, the one weird kill. Um, But, like, Cassiel's journey across America has been kind of slower paced, and it's been introspective. <clears throat> you can see him battling with his... You know, his his own personal demons, not his literal demons, but his own personal demons. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff is really good, and we get to this part, which is like, I, I guess an evil genius has a weird plan, I, okay? Um, but the next morning... Cass wakes up he gets dressed april has been nice enough to uh press all of his clothes for him and she says you know did you find everything okay And he's like actually i'm missing my seven inch long chrome blade yeah, do you know where that is
1: listen, have, <laughs> i'm missing my sword that have, i had on
0: me my- <laughs> have you seen my miniature sword that is totally not real and i'll just kind of keep yeah. it as a memento and she's like yeah. oh yeah i have i have the angel blade and like puts it up to his neck
1: He's, she, he was like, "No, she knows the scientific term for it. Uh, <laughs> Angel blade. <laughs> Angel blade."
0: We go back over to Sam and Dean, and Dean is is kind of getting frustrated. They've been chasing their tails. They haven't found anything, and uh, he says he wants to do Plan he can't B. Shake
1: this nagging feeling that something's wrong. Something ho- is
0: horribly wrong with his with his rainbow. <laughs> Something horse. bad has
1: happened. <laughs> uh,
0: he he stares at Sam weird, really weird. Is like, I want to do Plan B. And he's and Sam is like, what the Sam's fuck? Like, I have is your no problem? idea what, what you're talking about. What are you talking about? And he's like, I'm just letting you know. Like Dean's being really fucking weird. And finally, you
1: really, really need a code word.
0: <laughs> finally, Ezekiel shows up to, to it comes to the surface and is basically like, Yeah, I, ca- I can't help you with this. And Dean's like, Oh, I know you can't find C L, but maybe you could find the Reaper that's been chasing him. Um, and so we go back over to April. Um... She has been taking. I I really thought this was an angel at this point. I I haven't written in my notes that she was an angel, but um, she's like, yeah, I I like, I like being in April. Like she was a real nice girl. She would never bring these, bring you home. But you know, I needed information from you. I needed to know what you knew about. Um, all of this Metatron bullshit and also you're kind of sexy so I seduced you too and he's like
1: okay I seduced you with another human's body hope you're comfortable
0: with that Castiel super great like I'm way comfortable way more comfortable killing male pharmacists than I am uh, sticking a (laughs) a female um, you know human possessed by a reaper Um, she tells him about Bartholomew and uh, starts torturing him for information and uh, we see just a brief scene of the Impala speeding closer Uh, Castiel denies really knowing anything about this Metatron plan and she just keeps chopping him up, keeps cutting on him, uh, until he, he tells her everything that he knows that, you know, Metatron stole his grace from him and used it to expel all the angels. And, uh, Castiel finally comes to a conclusion that I had been thinking for a little while, which is like, Hey, you may not want to kill me if my grace is part of the spell that's keeping angels out of heaven. I might need to take that grace back so that you can get, undo this spell. And she's like, are you just trying to keep me up, make me keep you alive? Like, that's not going to work. I don't give a shit about these yeah, angels. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, just <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting paid to do a
1: job. I'm just getting paid to do a job in Bone, apparently. You got to take the perks where you can get them. That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, I'm glad that in a way that it wasn't a human because otherwise that girl was making some real, real, real weird decisions. But um, it is
0: it is a reaper taking over a human body, and I just I just yeah. it, it rubs me the wrong. I know it's an all made up world, and, and apparently, like we learned in season episode one of season nine, that like demons can make deals with children. Which, come on, God, like what is this dumbass universe that you set up? <laughs> like, <laughs> not only did you give us anxiety, you also made it so that children can sell their souls <laughs> to demons. It's real fucked up. Uh, Fuck it, dark. Yeah. So Sam and Dean burst in. Uh, April stabs Castiel in the chest. She uh, uses her reaper powers to send Sam and Dean into the wall. Uh, she knocks Sam out. This is number, like, 86. He's, uh, oh, my God. He's asleep again. He just falls asleep immediately. Like, as soon as... Like, I bet that dude has narcoleptic problems, like, going next to a closet at this point. Because he gets oh, yeah. thrown oh, into yeah. them so often.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Um, Dean, as she's kind of distracted by Sam. Dean manages to grab the Angel Blade and uh, kill her. And, uh, yeah, Castiel is laying there dying... Sam wakes up and then watches Castiel die, but of course, it's not actually Sam. It's Ezekiel. He very stiffly walks over and uh, what looks like very painfully heals Castiel. Yeah, um, which is which is kind of worrisome because you know we know Ezekiel was also healing himself. We know he couldn't use his powers like that earlier for Sam. So like the fact that he could do it for Castiel means he's rested up a little bit. But obviously, this is gonna take something out of him to do.
1: Yeah. Um, which is weird that he goes over and heals him cause he's been so cagey about all this, but yeah, he, he brings cast back to life. Um, and then just like goes and sits down and <laughs> becomes passed out, Sam again. Um, yep. yeah, so, or, or, or he just passes out again, I think maybe from, from doing it. So it's just like sure. a double KO for, for mm-hmm. Sam here, but yeah, Castiel is saved and, and he's, uh, he's, he's back with the boys. And Oh, this is where Dean just like blatantly has to lie where he comes in and he was like yeah uh what, what does he say he say i yep you got knocked out and i um uh oh i made a deal with the reaper that's what he says to to bring Cass back and sam's like well if that that's not a fucking thing but i mean all right he's back so you're not like a wizard or anything dean so i guess sure. i have to believe you <laughs>
0: um I-, I love the line when castiel wakes up and he looks at dean and dean's like you never do that again and castiel just goes all right <laughs> <laughs> like <Yeah>. just sure <laughs> man whatever you say uh, yeah. I'm, I'm here with you yeah. um they all go back to the bunker and uh sam has some questions for dean like how he knew where to find castiel uh dean has to lie some some more he's like oh yeah uh i i tracked i just it was a lucky thing i found a address in a pocket and he's like i didn't see you look in any pockets and dean's like i don't look at i don't see you do half the it nerdy shit that you do but you still yeah. do it like yeah. he's just lying <laughs> through his teeth at this point as it's much really as it's bad. a
1: lie it's also really funny like if it was the truth it would be super funny i'm like sam you don't fucking watch every little dumb thing i do like get off my case
0: yeah um i, I do like this slow build up of dean kind of uh losing control of the situation rapidly and sam being mm-hmm. ever and ever more suspicious though uh i really feel like this really bothered me in the first time i watched season nine like i was i think i was over and done with this even before it really began i didn't, yeah, I didn't give it same. enough opportunity uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it more now we'll, we'll see where same. it happens
1: i hate it but it's building um interesting tension like i hate yeah. that it's happening because it's like oh why can't you and like especially with how this episode ends i absolutely hate it but at the same time it's compelling drama at yeah. least this time around
0: I hate it because not because it is bad, right? Like I right. hate it because it's they're they're writing it so well that I, I'm actually like hate the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so Castiel arrives and uh, he is extremely happy with this bunker situation. He's like, "You guys got yeah. hot water. There's plenty of food. I need one of those burritos. Yeah, hook uh, me
1: up with one of those burritos, Stop. He he
0: kind of goes on uh, like he sums up his little tour around America and is like, "You know, I've realized that." Uh, being a human, it's not just hedonism. It's not just you know food and 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 sex. It's also like you have to have a purpose. And uh
1: Dean's like, what, what is this hedonism sex talk you're throwing in
0: here? <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, also I had intercourse with April. And he's like, you slept with a reaper?
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, did you use protection? He's like, Why I have my angel blade. Angel blade. <laughs> And these boys are just, just, they can't even, they're bamboozled. They can't even handle this. It's rare for the show
0: to make me actually laugh out loud, but that yeah. one, that line really fucking got me. I had my angel blade, is just, but Castiel, no, you didn't. You let her take it from no, you. No, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> oh, um, it's good. It's good. And, and because this, this, this episode is going to end on such a fucking heart stab. Uh, they have to really ramp up how sweet and adorable Castiel is. And he says, you know, I think you guys would be great teachers of humanity. Like I'm, I'm I'm lucky to be with you. Um, and then he like goes to get a burrito and walks away and, dean is like oh my god i can't believe castiel got laid and he looks back at sam and sam is now ezekiel and it's like hey Mm -hmm. you got to get that fucker out of here i cannot stand a dehymenated angel in my presence (laughs) (laughs) i cannot this is where like
1: it it goes real dark real fast real Real suspicious yeah where ezekiel is just like freaking out like get him the fuck out of here he cannot stay here this ain't cool and you're like what what? Like, what is going on suddenly with Ezekiel? Like, he doesn't want Cass to know about him, or like, it just there's just so much suspicion at this very last instant that it's like crazy. Where he's like, okay, yeah, so if you weren't gonna make Cass leave, then I'm gonna leave Sam's body, and then Sam's gonna fucking die. So I hope you're happy with that, Dean. There's now there's just like this blackmail almost where it goes from I'm here, I'm here to help, I'm I'm gonna just lay low and do cool and, and help Sam out to suddenly like either him or your brother or, uh, you know, either him or me, basically. So it's, it's fucked. You fucking creep, Zeke.
0: It's, uh, it's, he's definitely suspicious and I do not like this. And he goes back, like the fact that he's going from one threat to another, He's saying at one point, oh, he's, you know, Bartholomew's a mass in a forest, and if they find Castile here, and Dane's like, we're in the bunker, man. Like, the Men of Letters, like, has this place sealed tight. Like, nobody can find us here. And he's like, oh, well, he could still see me, and that could put me in danger. And I'm like, okay, so you were just, like, guessing at this point, right? Like, you have no idea what's actually going to happen. But, of course, it's Dean, and he has to protect Sam. Uh, so there's this kind of long, protracted scene of Dean walking over to Castiel, who is just, like, noshing down on this burrito, right? Like, he yeah. was just eating and that fucker. Like, he's right. It's the greatest food ever.
1: He's like, Castiel, I told you that Hale wasn't right for you. <laughs> and I you told you listen. <laughs> that you needed to break up with her. You took my advice on that part. But what I don't understand is why you thought it was okay to immediately go out and get this rebound hookup. And just completely throw everything out the window. And Cassie was like, Dean, I I don't know what you're talking about. You never said anything about any of this. And he's like, you know what I meant, Cass? When I (laughs) said she wasn't right for you, I meant all of them.
0: Every single one. They're all dirty. They're all dirty. (laughs) Can't trust them. Um... But he walks up to Castiel and says, "Like, hey, man, I need to talk." And De- Castiel is so excited, Chris. He is so he's like, "Oh, Dean, uh, you know I always appreciate our talks." And like, if you think back about like the times that Dean and Castiel have had heart to hearts, like I'm thinking of um, one specific episode. I think season eight or seven where there was just like this real like like Dean just kind of came out with all of his shit about it. Uh, but it's you kind of expect one of those, and he's like. Yeah, you can't stay here. You have to go. And fucking Castiel looks so goddamn heartbroken. And like thinking about, like, he's been on the road for so long. He's not had a family. He's not had friends. He's been on his own. He's not had reliable food or money or shelter or water or anything. And now he's found this perfect place with his friends, with arguably his family, if not his lover. And he's mm-hmm. being kicked out of it. Like, you could just see the heartbreak all over this dude's face. And it just drives me it crazy. It sucks so bad. It sucks it's, so bad. It's horrible, um, man.
1: Kills me and and he looks like it looks like castiel just watched a puppy die and he was the puppy who died um it and it just leaves so much tension because even yell aside, like, when the next episode starts, because Dean could come up with a million excuses to make Cass feel better, right? But the show is probably not going to do that because this isn't real life and he's not going to shower him with, listen, man, it's just for, for the best. We're all going to bring danger to each other and, like, we're going to stay. I'll talk to you every night on the phone. Everything's going to be okay. I'll be there if you need me, but we got we to gotta stay in different places. He's not going to say any of that because it's a TV show and it's just going to be, like, open-ended and scary and feel really bad and then sam is going to be like dean what the fuck why did you make him leave because obviously sam doesn't understand so it's going to be interesting to see the huge fucking fallout from this also uh i
0: mentioned at the top of the episode that this episode gets super corny towards the end and uh the, the conversation right before this where castiel is like expounding about all of the lessons he found on about humanity um I, I we we kind of got into it and I, I forgot to mention it but that's like very specifically what i find pretty corny about all of this like it feels mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, and and look this could be intentional because they name dropped it's a wonderful life but it feels like the ending of one of those movies where everybody learns a lesson at the right. end and like oh actually like we should share our food with poor people i, I have learned this lesson today and I'll, and you should learn it as well it is a valuable thing to live by And i'm like okay guys i yeah i get it like i you know i'm not I, i get it <laughs> Um I I I like this episode. I I I like a lot of this episode. The the stuff with the reapers is just so fucking eye-rolly to me. I can't I can't handle it. Um it's not even necessarily like the sex stuff that puts me off. It's just it we, it's just castiel like it it it's just so awkward. Like it's just the yeah. everything is so awkward and it's not It's not that Misha Collins is like being bad as like this romance guy. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like he just like they both just roll into this and I just I just don't like it. Uh, And then the stuff that I do like stretch. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a big stretch. Um, The stuff that I do like is is still there. Like I I like Castiel's journey across America. I don't like the way that he like phrases it as a parable at the end, but I like the fact that he finds home and I, I just i don't like the fact that he's being kicked out of it but i find it like super interesting and compelling so i, I guess mm-hmm. i do like this episode it's just it's just corny as shit in places so yeah I, it's I, got I some kinda... it's
1: got some weird shit in it but overall i mean the cast stuff is generally good until they until they hammer it home like too far
0: um can i read you some some trivia from the wikipedia sure sure uh one of these one of the bullet points is castiel loses his virginity Chris, this is going to go on for a little while. This is a paragraph that somebody wrote about this. I know you and I like talked a lot about it, but anyway. Uh, Castiel loses his virginity. It was previously revealed in season 5 episode Free to Be You and Me that Castiel has never had sex or virtually any kind of sexual encounter when Dean tries unsuccessfully to set Castiel up at a brothel. Uh, that was a strip club. <laughs> Dean also said to Castiel you are not going to die a virgin, although Castiel had already been killed once already and would be killed twice more before losing said virginity <laughs> and ironically <laughs> before being killed. A, well, I guess we're, I'm in spoiler territory there, but yeah. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> spoiler nerd. spoiler
0: main characters in, in supernatural die all the time uh but yeah i thought that was really fucking funny i thought that was really good that's funny that's funny
1: <laughs> you have any uh
0: you have any wrap-up thoughts it, on this episode
1: no no castiel's not a virgin anymore <laughs> that's
0: that's where we're gonna end it is castiel is not a virgin yeah um all right well i guess we're gonna get out of here uh i'd Thank you everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you to the patrons at patreon.com/months of the week. A reminder that those people get uh exclusive episodes of podcast uh and coming in February, which will be the day after you hear this if I have my timing correct. Will be uh our, us covering full metal alchemist brotherhood. There's also some cowboy bebop and some witcher podcast in there that you can already get. Like there's like probably a good 8 to 10 hours worth of content that you know your your yeah. 1 or 2 dollars a month can can get you in. Um, thank you to everybody doing that. We really appreciate it. I am at Seriously.
1: JG Greer on Twitter. I am at local bones on Twitter.
0: Podcast is at M O T W cast. You can find links to all of that and more at monster of the cool. And, uh, next week. Are you ready? Chris? Are you ready for a little teaser for Wait. next week?
1: What do we got? What do we got
0: next week? Dean and Charlie meet Dorothy from Oz.
1: Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll be back next week with some uh our Wizard of Oz podcast, <laughs> Golden <laughs> Road Golden Road of the Week. And uh yeah, we'll Woo. see you then. Thank you, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with my internet But I was really starting to lose you at the end
0: Yeah, I, I was also starting to lose you I think my internet was probably the culprit of that So,
1: my bad We made it through, though, we made it through Yeah. So One, episode 110?
0: 110, dog, 110
1: Audio exporting Alright, good to go
0: Alright, my dude, I'm gonna get some um, Some fucking food in my belly I'm starving
1: go, Yeah, go smash that belly I'm not, I'm not going to
0: do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this uh, Wizard of Oz episode. I remember liking it a lot.
1: Yeah, I think I liked it too. Yeehaw, gamer.
0: Fake ass motherfucker.
1: Fake ass. Is one thing I can't stand in this world, Jeremy?
0: If there's one thing... It's
1: fake ass motherfuckers. That
0: I cannot stand in this world. It is a fake ass motherfucker.
1: There are a lot of things, Jeremy, that I will abide. I will put up with a lot. But a single fake-ass motherfucker? Uh-uh. Not gonna have it. Not gonna abide it. You know,
0: <clears throat> to me, a fake-ass motherfucker is like the one slice of bread and the loaf that has a little bit of mold on it. The other mm-hmm. slices are probably okay, but you're not gonna eat them. One fake you ass mother- trust- One fake-ass motherfucker can ruin the whole thing.
1: You're goddamn right. You are goddamn right. (laughs) Preach it. Preach it. What's happening, dude? How are you? I'm cold. That's how I am. It's negative 17 over there. Yeah, I mean, with the wind chill. So indoors, it's three degrees because there's no wind chill.
0: That's still very
1: cold. (laughs) It's, It's not warm. Are you uh
0: are you fully like kitted out right now? Like are you d- dressed up like a like a snowman basically right now?
1: Just I got a, the only difference is I got on like wool socks and I have on a sweater over my my button-up shirt. My standard attire. You uh wear a button-up shirt to record this podcast? I wear a button-up shirt every day of my life to work. I can't. And then I, I just I don't change when I get home until later.
0: I can't tell you uh how long it's been since I've worn a button up shirt? Like I'm, I'm, so, I'm so drastically under, under. I have
1: thousands
0: underdressed. It's
1: just, just buys me shirts all the time. Oh, it's my man. shirt is pink and floral right now. I'm gonna, say, I'll send you a picture. Dope. I wore it with black, black sweater, which I'm not sure if that was really the move to go with, but you can't even see it. Here we go. Just trust me, it's pink. It's a little dark in here
0: well i mean it is cold i associate cold with dark so
1: so this pic i mean it looks like it's just white and orange in the picture i sent you but i assure you it's white and pink
0: yeah that looks dope i like how you're staring at the picture staring at the screen like what did i do how did i get here i
1: was trying to to figure out the
0: color (laughs) (laughs) what is wrong with me what happened
1: one heavy-lidded eye staring directly (laughs) into the camera how you been how was your weekend it's fine. I just talked to you yesterday,
0: Jeremy. Look, we have to we have to maintain kayfabe, Okay, I, I finished my
1: novel this weekend, so that was pretty big.
0: That's that's pretty huge. Are you like having done that? Are you going to start? Like, are you just going to read it, or are you in the tweaking process? What's next?
1: So I say finished, even though that was. Like, a first draft. You, I wrote know for in- sure- you wrote the
0: ending of the story. That's I, I think that's the finishing ending. the book. Yeah.
1: yeah, From start to finish, I, I went through the whole thing. There are two chapters that need to be almost entirely changed. I had a subplot that I was, like, sort of building to a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I can use this for something later on. And then I decided to ditch that because I wasn't going to be able to see it to fruition. It was like, it just didn't make any sense. And it also wasn't good. <laughs> um, so I swapped it with an, a simpler little plot line that I also might end up dropping altogether anyway, but there are at least two chapters that need to be totally rewritten. So that's still work to do or, or, you know, 80% of them will need to be rewritten. Yeah. Um, and then I want to go through and tweak things and like focus in on the characters and, where they were in chapter three in my mind was you know basically just like a a cookie cutter outline by the time I got to the end I have a much more um full vision of what they are as characters so I need to go back and like fill in the lines of of who they are and also just uh work on the lore you know we gotta have that lore gotta take Um, it down to the church
0: and put some books in there so you get that's right
1: that's right (laughs) interview an old man in a college um Mm -hmm. I started off just being like yeah you know I'm you know there's a there's a spooky haunted haunted's probably the wrong word castle at the center of the story um and I just didn't give it a name for a super long time cuz so I was like yeah I'll come I'll come up with the name for the castle eventually and I did eventually but it was like literally 300 pages into it I was like yeah right, yeah I'm going to go with this name now uh so I have to go back and weed that weave that through the story because it would be weird if none of the characters ever addressed anything by its name and they always just said like oh yeah th- that guy or um oh yeah the f- the fella who works over there like they would at a certain point uh, know that that fella has a name and he's not just the guy with occupation sure yeah. um so it's just little things like that uh and then once i finish the second draft then i feel like i'll be able to have other people read it super weird to to realize that like pretty much nobody has read any of this when i wrote i attempted to write a novel like 10 years ago and i had a bunch of people reading it like my friend steve i was sending it to him like every other day Being been like here's a new chapter here's a new chapter but with this i just i just did it so this could just be really really bad and i wouldn't know hopefully it's not uh unsalvageable if we get to that point but We'll see. So that's, yeah, that's how, (laughs) I guess that's how my weekend was. I'm super, like, I feel 10 pounds lighter now, and it's not just because I finally put down the manuscript. I just, (laughs) there's like a weight off my shoulders because it's done. And I'm taking a break for a couple weeks, and then I'll go back and and do the second draft. What sort
0: of, um, like, when you were writing your first novel, like, what sort of stuff were you getting back from your friends that were reading it? Like, were they like, this guy sucks? or, Or, like, what was it like, you used the wrong there? In this, in this was, sentence? yeah, there, there was
1: a little bit of that. I used to always type in "in quite" instead of "quiet," mm-hmm. which is a typo that I made consistently. And then, um, so the problem I had with that was, I every time I would hit a wall with the story, we're like, "Oh, things are getting boring," and I don't know what to do. I would introduce new characters and I would have them fight stuff because it was obviously I was writing fantasy. <laughs> um, of course, so I'm like, all right, you know, I don't really know what to do here, so like. You know what would be good? Skeletons. Skeletons (laughs) appear. Time to fight some skeletons. Um, People in the Discord know that I have a a storied history with fighting skeletons. Um, Margon the
0: Unwise has to fight some skeletons so that we can move this fucking plot along.
1: Yeah, but then instead of moving the plot along, it would be like, all right, so Margon the Unwise just fought some fucking skeletons. But wouldn't it be also cool if his neighbor, the young Mistress Eleanor also had to fight skeletons but in a different location so suddenly now there's two different characters and then there's three and then there's four i remember writing one scene that i really liked about like a jailbreak or something i was like fuck yeah this guy's gonna be the main character except i wrote three chapters for him out of 400 pages and that was it um yep so i I did stuff like that a lot i think all that so all i said my problem there was getting constant feedback from pe- people have been like oh yeah i like this guy people weren't very negative they would usually just tell me what they liked and then just not talk about the things they didn't like um i, I my problem was wanting to just deliver what people wanted to see which to you know 19 20 year old friends it's just like yeah it's cool when they have like D fights in your story and not when they talk to each other <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Thanks, so guys. I tried to, I really tried to do a that.
1: lot of that kind of stuff. Just like, oh, this is exciting, right? It's fun to, to see them fight. And which is, that's just not, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's not anything. Um, and I did constant revision on that one. So I, I must have rewritten the first chapter like 25 times or edited it like 25 times. And so I just never, I never got anywhere. And this time I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going full steam ahead, like no matter what. Because if I go back, then I'll just slow myself down. So that's what happened.
0: What are you going to do now that you're taking some time off? Like, are you are you already? Well, I, planning have a, that next I have I have a second or? story
1: that I've been like I, I have a I set up a sequel for this one that I'll eventually write when I'm done with the first one. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but I've been like I've been I've been sitting on um another idea that it's like it maybe maybe in the same world the same fantasy world I don't know um but I've just been like I've been thinking about this for the last like. Four ish months knowing that i can't write about it so i've taken like notes on it and stuff i might try to just start that a little bit just to like keep the writing going um and keep trying to like get better at writing and then yeah and then until that's done i'll i'll go back and um work on the second draft which is going to be quite a task (laughs)
0: that's gonna be that's gonna be a process man i can't imagine going through that amount of work is your you said you were what 400
1: pages or so yeah unfortunately 420 pages (laughs) the weed number it's the weed number (laughs) that's so dope it's so fresh Mm -hmm. um 69 chapters 420 pages uh that's the only (laughs) way to write a book i mean that's too many chapters um that's some fucking Stephen yeah.
0: King bullshit where like one chapter is two paragraphs or one sentence yeah. bullshit
1: I tried so the 30 chapters and I tried to make them all roughly the same page length Um or that was something that I consciously started doing towards the end and I went back and I did briefly look through and almost every chapter was the same page length, within like three or four pages so I guess that works out or that just means that I have the exact same rhythm to my scenes that I keep repeating which is probably not good but we'll see I'll see what happens whenever you read it <laughs>
0: Well, I know uh, you had sent a, a very early, early version over to me and Autumn, and uh, mm-hmm. Autumn read it and thought that the premise was really, really good. <clears throat> but then she, um, because I think it was like a Google Doc, so it wouldn't save where she was, and then you started like making oh, an dra- drastic changes, and she was like, I'm just yeah. going to wait till he sends an actual rough draft, and then I'm going to read yeah. this. So. yeah.
1: I'm going to be relying on you guys a lot to help me.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to be brutal about it, though. We're going to just say the meanest shit that we can come up with. <laughs>
1: I mean, I've got to have to hear it,
0: so. Do you, uh, do you think that you need this chapter? Like, this character is pretty dumb. I don't know why he's named Chris, but this, this guy's got to <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, there, dude,
1: I, I don't want it to be 120,000 words. I want it to be, or it's actually 130,000 words. Shit. I want it to be 100K. Like, that was where I want it to be at. And there's so much that I want to add to the novel. Which means that if I want to add things, I also need to take away things. I need to find. Oh. Uh oh, I disconnected. There he is. Did you what? lose me?
0: No, I, I was trying to turn your volume down and I hit the hang up button. So the oh, settings cause, button.
1: Because I'm yelling. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let me back off from the mic a little bit. No,
0: no, no. I had it cranked up from a don't give up skeleton. So you were peeking out on my uh, side. And it doesn't matter. I use your local uh, audio anyway. But yeah, I just wanted this to. That's
1: true. Um. What was I saying? Doesn't, doesn't matter.
0: Hundred thousand words.
1: Oh yeah, there's, there's a so there's a, a lot that needs to get cut out of it. I think I was looking back, like I use the word fire a lot to like dis- I mean, it's like a literal and metaphorical thing that's used a lot. And I I used the word like five hundred or six hundred times in this, or maybe it was more than that. I, I don't know. But I, remember I did like a word search for it in it, and I was like, oh, that's too many fucking times to say that one word. Like that is that I shouldn't be using the word fire and the word the the same amount, you know, like there's there's a problem there.
0: Chris, I'm going to need you to send a letter to to explain that sentiment to the uh, writers of Dark Souls 3 and just ask them to change it up from fire and flame a little bit so that we can we can finally get past this bullshit in Dark Souls.
1: Towards the end, I really, really started trying to experiment. But the problem was, like, when I'm using, talking about, like, this fire and, like, using it to describe something, um, I'm usually trying to, like, I, I've tried to say, like, oh, it's light. I'll say that I'll describe the light of it. I'm like, wait, no, it doesn't, because it's the nature of it, it doesn't actually have light. Using light isn't an accurate word. And they're like, I'll use heat. I'm like, it also doesn't have heat because it's not real fire. It's this, like, I have to be very specific about the way I describe this. Otherwise, I'm betraying what it actually is, which is just a pain in the ass. So I need to I need to consult the thesaurus on this one.
0: Got to have that handy thesaurus around, man.
1: Got to have it going. Um, Hopefully um, I'll fix it one day and you all you all won't be able to just um, see it as my rejected supernatural pilot episode um, or Mm -hmm. or whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: What is the thing that um, they make SNL writers do to write an episode of The Simpsons or something? If you ever heard that, I don't, like that, all, that all that like name? comedy people have an episode of the Simpsons in their back pocket. Interesting. Or Seinfeld. Maybe. I don't remember what it is now. I think, I, it's, yeah, I, I think, I think it's the Simpsons. Yeah.
1: Who was it that, um, uh, what's his name? Shit on the road. What's, what's his name? Kerouac. Yeah. Hmm. He, I remember reading that he either just copied word for word word or rewrote the great Gatsby, like just to get a feel of what it's like to write a novel. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't know where that anecdote came from, but I remember that.
0: That would be, require a lot of drugs for me to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just want to transcribe this novel. That makes no sense whatsoever.
1: Um, I and thankfully I'm not trying to write the next great American novel. That's what all my professors used to always say. Like, oh, you're gonna write the next great American novel. I'm like, no, these guys have swords. Like okay. I like it's pretty clear. Look at me. Look the the type of person I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on our society, okay? I just want a bunch of yeah. dudes with some swords to have some lore. Okay. That's what I'm here yeah, for. I
1: just want to write something that I think is cool.
0: <laughs> I want to create some lore. I want to allude to some lore, and I want people yeah. to find lore. Like this is a this I is want a lore focused organization.
1: Lore. It's a lore-focused endeavor.
0: Yes. Everything is focused 100% on lore.
1: So, yeah, that was my weekend. Um, it was interesting. Because Jess couldn't couldn't come down this weekend because she's having car issues. And uh, this, the weather was super bad. So we were like, all right, instead of trying to like finagle a way for us to hang out, I'm going to finish my novel this weekend.
0: Yeah. That sucks. I'm, s- I'm sad that you two didn't get to hang
1: out. It's okay. Hopefully next weekend. Things, you know, complicated with with. Being the distance that we are from each other, but we'll figure it out.
0: I finished uh, Game of Thrones this weekend.
1: Hell yeah, you did!
0: Uh, man, it's I still like that show a whole lot. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's just real good. <laughs> like it's at the very end, it's very um uh like smash your action figures together kind of thing. We're mm-hmm. like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, the the dragon is here and fighting this and. You know, this character is over there, and they're meeting that person for the first time. But they know all this stuff; they have all of this stuff that they don't know about each other. And it's a lot like, you know, it's a lot like the Avengers movies, right? Where you get to see all of your favorites right. fighting a bunch of other people. Um, and it's it's like the the time jumpingness of it really gets to me sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a there's a big climactic scene in the penultimate episode of the last season where, uh, like, some people get attacked and so they send off one person to run and send a message yeah so yeah. The, like the ground that this this group of people took like a week to cover this dude runs back uh sends the message the message goes by raven like it's not like an email you know what i'm saying it's not a text message No, right it goes by raven to, all the way across the country and then the person that receives the message is like i gotta go help these people and leaves and like shows up like a. 45 seconds later like hardly any yeah. time passes yeah. and it's and it's a and i think ridiculous. that th-
1: what they're all just like in the same spot while this is happening like we'll hold the, we'll hold the line you go run back and send news for help we'll be here until then <laughs> yeah and
0: it's just it's, it's one of those things that take you out of it so completely but then the thing happens which i don't want to i'm being careful about spoiling game of thrones for people like i know uh number one we have a lot of people that don't even give a shit to listen to this podcast but also like right, if someone's right. watching it for the first time because it's the last season this year then i don't want to do that but uh the thing that happens is so fucking cool and great you're like hell yeah and it's just a lot of fun so i can forgive a quite a bit when it's just you know fun action stuff like that
1: yeah i think at a certain point we all are just i mean either people really hate the new direction or they're just like okay we get it we close the shop now we just gotta get this done
0: yeah that's what uh that's what autumn said it's like we just have to get people through this like we don't have we don't have these actors for four more years to let this wind yeah. out <laughs> to like the, like we really should be. So we're just going to get the, get right, the shit right. done.
1: I don't even know. Like, I always felt like it, it was maybe the span of a year or two throughout the books. But the show, I mean, I don't know that for sure. I have no, I have no clue. Um, but the show definitely makes it like every season is a, a year, especially after, you know, like the second season or something like that. Yeah, it's like it makes it seem like a lot of time has has passed in between because it's like they're just noticeably way older.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's pretty something. It's it's pretty it's pretty special. Like that that whole series mm-hmm. is pretty special. Uh, I get why people fell off of it pretty hard after season four or five, but I, that shit just works for me. I'm I'm here for it.
1: I mean, I, fantasy is like my my favorite thing. It's guys with swords.
0: That's my favorite thing. There's a lot of dudes with swords. I remember watching very early on. There's a fight between um a character called the mountain and a a dude with a flaming sword and uh when i was watching it they're like they're on this like cliff side balcony so that like this huge ocean is out behind them the sun is overhead like there's a gathered lords and ladies watching them and i'm like this is a dark souls fight club this is what i'm watching this is exactly what happens in dark souls (laughs) pvp i am fucking here for this i want more of this please um, yeah yep. we uh we-
1: i hope that we get more cool fantasy
0: yeah me like too.
1: another long running series like this in the future my generation was lucky because we grew up with harry potter and then we also got lord of the rings like movies so we had that like cinematic entertainment but all the people who grew up reading harry potter who are my age became adults as game of thrones was kicking off so we had our next seven year series to go through yeah
0: it's interesting man um i you know i think i think watching so much game of thrones has put us in the mood for more fantasy so we're talking about watching all of the lord of the rings movies which fuck yeah (laughs) those are um those are long if you get the extended editions like that's like a four hour four hour investment per movie it's an
1: event well but they're two discs each so you know you have a intermission
0: (laughs) you gotta you gotta break in the middle um yeah yeah, i'm we might do that. In the meantime, we just started watching Deadwood again. So we went from
1: oh yeah, Jews with swords the
0: to we, it was so funny last night. Autumn was like that dude really looks and sounds like Bobby, and I'm like Autumn, that's Jim Beaver, and he, she's like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's Bobby, and I'm like yes, yeah, so that, that is 100%. Oh, that's Bobby. <laughs> yeah. that show was so good, man. That show was like all of the characters. I need to watch
1: Deadwood for real. I've like seen some of it, but I need to really watch it.
0: We're watching it because the uh, that they finally got a movie approved. So I guess a movie to finish oh, cool. it up is, is coming out this year. Which six I'm, seasons in a movie? Nice. Well, three. But yeah, they did it. It was close. But did I watch. Watch
1: Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels. That doesn't ring a bell. It's on Netflix now. It was on AMC, and it's a it's another show. It's a, um I don't know who the main guy is. It um but he looks like you know like a like gruff white guy in a cowboy hat. Yeah. And uh, and Common is in it, and yeah. he is like a slave working on like a railroad or whatever. Watched some of that show. I thought it was pretty cool. I th- I think it has gone on for quite a long time though. I don't know if it's over or not. But.
0: It is 2011 to 2016. Interesting. I remember when this was coming out. Like, I remember seeing this and going like, "Oh, I should probably check that out," and then just never checking it out. Yeah, I don't know who the main guy is. Anson Mount. That's a weird name. That's quite a name. Oh wow, he's a he's a he's a hunk. He's a very handsome dude. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's a hunk. Of course he's a, a hunk. hunk. He's you know got his own TV show.
1: Right. He's got his own whole goddamn TV show.
0: <laughs> uh, I also finished Immortal Unchained again.
1: Oh, yeah. Get your sniper uh, stuff. Yep.
0: Yep. I've been tweeting you get about sure that, that, lot.
1: that That final Chivo.
0: I have not gotten the final Chivo. I, uh, it's full of, it's a collectible thing where you have to collect like 150 some odd. No, I think more than that. I think I counted it. It was like 250. My goodness! Various bits and bobs throughout the game, uh, some of which are only dropped by enemies. It's a random chance for you to get them when they when they die. Um, I picked up like eighty five percent of those just naturally playing through the game, so I haven't had to grind those. Um, but the other stuff is like are items that you find in the game that you have to, like, interact with, and they tell you a little bit of lore, and those are just everywhere. And I, I thought I did a really good job, like, vacuuming all that stuff up until I looked at the list, and I was like, oh, I'm at 40%. Okay, cool. Oof. <laughs> Oof. And now it's um, it's kind of challenging. I found a guy. There was one dude on the internet that made a spreadsheet about it. <laughs> so thank you to that one dude. That's good. Shout uh, out to that guy. But he has descriptions, and it's like – um. Go to it's like so it has the area so it'd be like Apexion and it's like go to the overlook blah 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 and I'm like what the fuck is that I've played this game twice yeah. I don't ever ever remember these words and it's it's really more on the fault of the developers of Immortal Unchained for kind of having just like the most generic names possible for stuff like but <laughs> like you walk into something and it's like the Soul Furnace and I'm like well that's kind of dope but I, then you just forget where the Soul Furnace is because there's not actually a Soul Furnace there like you have to you got to keep going for the Soul Furnace so anyway that game rules it's tricky i I, was, I'm, 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 I, got, I came real
1: close to i came close to buying it yesterday but i'm still trying to get several platinums right now and resident evil comes out at the end of this week so yeah. I, was, I guess uh, it,
0: it would be last week for if, by the time this comes out i had a moment of craziness where i was like that dude ace combat game i haven't flew, flown a plane <laughs> in a while like maybe that would be pretty dope <laughs> and then I uh, watched a quick look and I'm like oh yeah these I don't like these games like I these just games want, are crazy, I want crazy crazy fucking hard yeah I just want to like these games like I want to play Afterburner in the arcade with the, the flight like, stick um, that's that's all I want
1: Crimson Skies did you play that on Xbox the original yeah. Xbox it, it yeah. came with mine see that one's like it's more arcadey it's more like yeah. a Indiana Jones in a, in a plane type thing it's not a flight sim which is just it's real serious you know um more games like that would be good though
0: yeah, I could be, I could be down for that. I need. Um, I had a good time. Like I like uh, bullet hell shooters when there are a certain amount of difficult, certain level of difficulty, like that um, Skyforce games mm-hmm. that CJ was talking about for so long. I had a really good time with those. But I don't know. They, there's also a VR mode on that Ace Combat game, and I just try to be a pilot, like, dude. That seems like it'd be just fucking like me just ruffling in, in, in just in front of my <laughs> TV, <laughs> like as soon as that plane <laughs> takes off.
1: You should I've, be playing uh, Resident Evil Seven in, in VR. You've
0: seen those videos, I've sent you those videos before, right? <laughs> Me of putting what? the people in the kitchen demo oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's, yeah. that's really funny. Uh, I don't think I would want to play a whole game like that though the um have you
1: did you play seven?
0: No, I have not.
1: Do you care? Do you even like those games i
0: played uh I played four on the Wii and
1: uh weird, weird choice but all right yeah. i mean i just got in a wii and it was like everybody kept talking about like how
0: great the controls were because you could just point and shoot and it was really satisfying to do that like the aiming and stuff was really nice. fun nice um like it just it felt really good to play it uh and then i played five on the xbox um but i didn't play it with another person like i didn't do any of the co-op stuff so i just mm-hmm. had like the idiot sidekick that was just kept getting herself eaten by alligators the entire time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, racist alligators <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i never played six it's the five the fifth one ended with me um like aggressively punching a rock until i Incredible. beat the bad guy yeah yeah it's yep. super super fantastic but I, I, the sixth one came out and it was like even more doubled down on co-op and i'm like eh, i'm okay i've heard good stuff yeah. though um yeah, I'll play. I'll probably play seven eventually. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. If it comes on like super sale, I'd, I'd be kind of interested in it. It's a pretty good game. I want to finish.
1: uh I want to finish the remake so I can get pick up the R two remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that first one I don't have any like nostalgia for those games. Um, so when I played the first the remake first one, um, it was a struggle, but I just was so fucking into the way that that game looked that I was able to overcome it. Um it's real pretty. And re- it, yeah, it's it I don't know I don't know how it looks so good. The pre-rendered backgrounds, they just look so unbelievably good even by today's standards. The effects and like the the mood of that mansion is absolutely top-notch. Uh it just, you know, kind of kind of sucks to play sometimes until you learn the trick of the game because it feels a certain way because of the way that it looks. It feels like you should be able to to do certain things. Uh, and be making this constant progression through this haunted mansion, whatever, but the reality is that like there is a a gameplay loop and a cycle of I go do this, I go back to the safe room, I drop off stuff, I cycle through i'm I'm constantly being aware and mapping out around me what i'm doing, where i'm going, what I need um and it isn't just a straight line forward there is you you have once you get into the philosophy of like okay i've done this now I'm going back there, grab that thing, then come here again and It sounds tedious as I say that, but there's like a flow to it that you start to get into. And then the game just makes more sense. But it took me like almost up until the last hour of the game for it to finally click. And be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. All right. I know what I'm
0: doing. I need to get back to it. Maybe I'll do that. I was thinking Ace Combat and then i was looking at the uh quick look for vein do you remember that game the they had like e e3 trailer you were like a bird flying around
1: yeah that sounds familiar
0: yeah it looked um really really interesting the quick look like the opening looked really interesting uh but i'm the the scuttlebutt is that it is beautiful and boring to play so i don't know i have to look into it a little deeper than that but i need i need something i'm going to finish this immortal Unchained trophy and then i'll i need something to jump get, into
1: get those mitts on oni musha it's a ps2 game
0: but <laughs> sure yeah that's Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. 100%. Man,
1: I really like Onibusha. I get really, uh, there's, you absorb souls by holding circle after you attack enemies. Uh, and there's there's a couple items in the game you can use to automatically absorb souls around you so that you don't have to suck them in yourself, because you also get, like, magic and health back from absorbing them. So there's, like, a gameplay aspect to it, not just, like, getting experience. Uh, but even when I was using the items that were automatically absorbing the souls, I was still like hammering on circle because there's like a weird, I get, like satisfying kind of aspect to it of, like I'm gonna hack the shit out of this enemy, and then when I kick his ass, I'm gonna press circle and I'm gonna I'm gonna get those lovely, lovely souls sucked into my arm like you like you do, like you do. Uh, and it <clears throat> feels pretty good. But again, I played that game when I was ten, so like I have nostalgia for it.
0: I'm uh I'm just kind of casually waiting for Sekiro. Like I think that's I think that might be again, my next. I- big one i haven't
1: really paid a lot of attention to it like i saw like the opening trailer i was like fuck samurai dark souls fuck yeah yeah uh and then the more's come out about it i'm like fucking tenchu new new tenchu yeah that sounds that sounds good to chris and i have just haven't looked at anything else but i'm fucking stoked for it
0: (laughs) yeah it should be good and it's you know it causes a bunch of people to get real mad on the internet so that's always Uh fun because
1: i've seen a lot of people that i like i really like being like man i'm really disappointed they can't believe that they're not gonna let you do this or that or make your own character i'm like this is, first of all, I don't know where you're just catching on to this news, because they've been, they've been saying this from the beginning. <laughs> They're, like, begging us to treat it not as a Dark Souls game.
0: It's just, I mean, like, literally their PR person is like, please don't look at this in this way. Like, it doesn't have any of these things. Like, please stop calling it a Souls game.
1: <laughs> yeah, just because the way the camera is positioned, don't get any ideas. And I, and I get, people obviously want more of the thing that they love. Um so it's totally understandable, but you also have to understand that this this developer has been making the same kind of game for, what, 10 years now? Let him do something a little different.
0: Yep. Please just 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 let us do something. And different. then you
1: know, if we're lucky, they'll come back to that formula and they'll give us Bloodborne 2 or whatever the hell, and we'll all be very excited.
0: Fucking a gamer, Bloodborne 2. Do you want to talk about Supernatural for a little while? Let's We've been talk talking about for Supernatural. Thirty, forty minutes now. So
1: goodness, well, t- typical
0: <clears>
1: us, typical gamers. We just we just talked yesterday.
0: Yeah, that's true, and we talked for like an hour and a half. So. <laughs>
1: Do you think Dean understands podcasts? I barely understand podcasts. I feel like Dean would
0: be like, I I bet Dean, I hate to say this, but Dean would be totally into like the Joe Rogan podcast. What, right? Like he'd be that guy. Oh, yeah.
1: Or Um, like, or like, uh, How It's Made, one of those type podcasts.
0: Can I, can I tell you a completely off topic story of something that happened to me recently? Sure.
1: Um, sure.
0: I was on the phone with a guy and I was helping him out. Uh, and, I was walking him through some steps on the computer and I'm like, Oh, you need this number from, from the water meter. You have to go over to the meter and get it. And, you know, physically write this down and bring it back. And he's like, Oh, I I knew you were going to have me working today. I'm like, yeah, man, I I know all you guys up there though. You could probably use the exercise, like just joking around with the guy. And, um, the guy like kind of got serious from me. He's like, you know, man, I've been doing a lot of stretching lately and it's really helped me out. And like, Chris, I'm not really selling this accent. He's like, yeah, man, I've been doing a lot of stretching lately. Like, he's got a real thick country (laughs) accent. Uh And um, he starts telling me about, he's like, yeah, dude, I I listen to that fucking Joe Rogan podcast. And, you know, Diamond, I don't know any wrestlers, Diamond somebody, Diamond... Dogs. Okay, sure. Um Diamond Dog. He yeah. said he didn't start wrestling until he was thirty years old and it was it was real hard on his body. So, you know, he he said he started doing yoga and that really helped him out. So man, I've been doing a lot of yoga lately. This boy, it's really <laughs> helped me out. And like goes on for quite some time. And uh so at the He's been wanting to tell somebody about that for so long. <laughs> well, at the end of the conversation, uh I'm like, Yeah, man, you know, he's like, I got one more of these. Can I can, can I call you back? And I'm like, Yeah, dude, I'll be on the road all day. Just call me back, whatever. Uh and he's like and he kind of stopped and he's like listen man you come up here you can't tell none of these boys i do yoga i don't know what i was i don't know why i told you all that <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> i knew it i knew it it's like he wanted to tell somebody so bad so he told you <laughs> i knew it i knew it was a secret he just and that's he just, amazing he just fucking spilled it all
0: out there dog it was fucking hilarious
1: <laughs> it's been eating at him he's wanted he's, it's doing him so much good he feels so much better and he's wanted to tell somebody so bad but he's embarrassed that they'll make fun of him
0: it's, um, oh, it's, it's, it was very there's funny. There's something yeah.
1: so stupid and just so pure about that.
0: Oh, I know, man. And it just, I wish I could, I wish, and I, I was with a coworker and like I put it on speakerphone uh, so he could, cause I was cracking up, like, and trying to keep it together because I was on the phone <laughs> and put it on speakerphone. Yeah. and My coworker left the truck. He was laughing so hard because it was such a fucking. <laughs> oh man i've been doing uh, that yoga some of them stretches man, man that's that stuff's hard that's hard you gotta be strong <laughs> fucking cr- I'm dying <laughs> That's uh, so good backwards so redneck spine yoga um so after they they figure out this whole uh, podcast situation um they leave and we see this reaper in the background kind of following them around <laughs>